This is a presentation of DSP Media. The Mystery Shotgun, starring the great Colby Sapp. If I can pull this up here. I can't hear it, but I'm assuming. Oh, you can't? Uh-uh. Damn it. What's well, playing? Trust me. Sapp's Mystery Shotgun. I am your host, Colby Sapp, and it'd be hard if this thing was, uh, you know, uh, hosted by a Wookiee because it would sound more like, <laughs> and that really you couldn't understand. But I am with my now co-host for this episode, a little Pod Racer Tim is also joining us. Pod Racer Tim, that's me. That's right, man. You know what? Talking to talking to you, Tim, about. Uh, because we both have enjoyed watching The Mandalorian. By the way, if you haven't watched all of Season 2 and you are a Star Wars slash Mandalorian fan, I'm going to go ahead and give you the opportunity to stop listening to this right now because spoilers are ahead. So five, four, three, two, one. You were forewarned. If you pull this up on Facebook Live and you're like, hey, I want to see what's going on, I'm not going to mention that again. So that was your opportunity. And if you pull it up later, well, you're screwed. So (laughs) your fault. I've been kindly surprised because normally dipping into the realms of nerddom, as soon as I start talking about anything involving the realm of nerddom and I start talking to, uh, to one pod racer, Tim, um, I usually get the, the look of I've grown a, a, an eyeball in the middle of my chin um, and utter confusion, but man, Tim, you've, uh, you've, uh, shown out on your star Wars knowledge when we started to talk. So I, I thought bringing you aboard was going to be something that would be uh, smart to do. I hope so. I'm a huge fan of the Mandalorian. I was a huge fan of the series when they announced it. Um, you know, I am, I am by no means one of the upper echelon star Wars nerds. You know, my, my freaking 19 year old kid knows, all of the series, where they fall in line in in the universe, and all of what's canon and what's not, and and things like that. But dude, of course, I grew up with it. Six years old when the first movie came out, so I've literally grown up with Star Wars since the beginning. And uh, here I am now, pushing fifty, and it's as big a part of my life now as it was when I was, you know, nine. And that's freaking amazing to me. I love it, and it's just it's gotten better. Uh, the series, the the universe, the the saga, it's all gotten better with age, just like me. Right, right, right. So I'm going to jump to the end and have it in the beginning, and uh, want to ask you two questions. Okay. Pod racer Tim, first question is: at the very end, um, when they're all at the um, at the helm of the ship, and they, the, the, you notice that somebody else is coming to, to fight off, uh, all the, uh, all the droid soldiers, the, the death, whatever they were, the death troopers, dark droids or whatever they called them. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're all banging at the door. How long did it take you? This is question one. How long did it take you to realize who that was stepping into that situation? Honestly. Yeah. Soon as I saw the X-wing. Really? Yeah, I called it. I was sitting there watching it with my kids. I saw the X-Wing, and I, I almost didn't say it out loud. 
I said, boys, that's Luke Skywalker. And I said it out loud, and then I saw the green lightsaber. And I said, boys, that's freaking Luke Skywalker. Nice. And I was waiting for the CGI young Luke. So, yeah, no, I, and, I pretty early. I, I caught it pretty early. Nice, nice. All right, and the, the second question is to – so did did you uh, did you nerd cry? No, I did not nerd cry. However, I did what I'm doing right now, talking about it, and I'm getting the the Star Wars goosebumps on my arms. The hair is standing up on the back of my neck. I don't have any up here, but it's on the back of my neck. Uh, and I did get the Star Wars. And I'll tell you, this goes back to got the same thing uh, when Episode uh, Seven came out, and after, after all of these years, and you're in the movie theater. And I'm, I'm look. I'm just talking about it, and it's doing it again. And you're waiting with anticipation as the scroll, the crawl comes up the screen, explaining what's going to happen. And I got the same, just nervous, wrench in the stomach, hair standing up on your skin. I got the same feeling, man, when those doors opened up and he flipped back the the hood. And I was like, I was looking at my kids and like, man, y'all don't even know how freaking awesome this is. It's all being tied right. together. No, that's. You know, I, I had a hint of that what was going to happen the episode before, and it was mainly because of where Grogu was at. Yeah, when he was when he was uh, trying to uh, uh, send out the message to uh, to a Jedi in order to come be his uh, be his you know be his Jedi to yeah. his Padawan, whatever you want to call it, and the, because it looked like the same place that uh, you end up finding Luke at uh, in the, uh, well, in the Abrams right. uh, trilogy. So <clears throat> my brain was like that. Is Luke going to be the one that answers that? Because that looks yep. really familiar to me. <laughs> the the rock thing. formation and, and all of that. And actually um, when you first see uh, Luke, the, some of the rock formation that is around him there, you can see that, it was kind of what was remnants of what looked like where Grogu was at then. So uh, there was that, but I'm going to be honest. It took the green saber for me. Did it? It So, so I I just occurred to me too, again, he had showed the glove. It specifically showed the black glove holding the saber. And I thought, man, that's it just all in my head. I was like, yep, freaking Luke. That's going to be Luke. And it was just chills. Just chills. It took it took the green saber, and the main reason it did was because of um, I couldn't make out any colors on the cloak. Right. And so even though it was a dark cloak, um, I was my brain uh, nerd brain was like, well, he should be out of his dark phase by now if it was Luke. Right. Because in the in the original trilogy, you know, A New Hope, he was all in white. Because George Lucas loves to uh, tell a story right. with, uh, you know, with colors. <laughs> and in Empire, he was gray. And then in return, when he was going to go, when he was going to turn to the dark side, that's when he started wearing the black. Yeah. And then at the end of return, you could see the gray flap open. And there was, well, he's going back to uh, at least to being gray. Right. And then possibly white on down the road. Um to see him all in the black kind of threw me off a little bit. But once I saw the green saber, I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, no, that's unless somebody's taking his effing a lightsaber, right. which 
I don't understand how, because right at the point of time that we're suggested that we are, this is at his ultimate power. Right. Also seeing Luke have his Darth Vader rogue one moment of just laying waste to a hallway of bad guys. That was pretty cool. That was, that was so much star Wars, happy pants. That was insane. There was one Dude, spot. Dude, he crushed one know. of them like a can, just like with the fours. Just... That was awesome. The fourth crush. Yeah. That is that is something that uh, has a little background, Tim. Uh, the force crush is a uh, is a dark side maneuver. Ooh. You have to channel the dark side of the force in order to use the force crush. Um, you had some, some instances of that being used like in the Clone Wars. Like, I think Obi-Wan used it once against some non-sentient droids to try and buy Anakin some time because Anakin was was going around trying to uh, disarm these bombs that right. were going to destroy. I forgot what it was, but it was like a last-ditch effort by Obi-Wan, uh, and he used it. And he even talked about how that it shouldn't be used. Um, you go back to the old, uh, the old Re- Republic Jedi... And the grouping there, they they were they did not want anybody to use anything dark side. <laughs> uh, the only guy that was that was kind of like no hold on was Mace Windu, and actually in I think it was the Clone Wars as well. He uses the Force Crush to uh, crush uh, General Grievous's mm. lungs, which is the reason in the prequels why he's while he's talking, he's always. Right, right. Because Windu did that to it. Those were two instances of the Force Crush being used. Gotcha. Uh, and so it also shows that Luke is still okay with using dark side stuff. He still got the idea of, no, you can use that stuff, just don't let it take you over. Right. Uh, in order to be the ultimate Jedi. And so I at first that you know that left questions because he was in the black, but then I saw him do that. And I was like, okay, he's just he's just going to use whatever is at his disposal, and he's going to try and use it for good, use the bad for good, and use the good for good. So, um, which actually kind of leads to the reason why maybe his his young uh, you know Jedi's he's trying to train end up getting killed because he teaches one of them too much of the dark side, but that's on down the road. Uh, another question is, is Tim, do you think that Grogu was killed by Kylo Ren? I do not. I do not think do he not. was killed by Kylo Ren. I think he escaped. You think he escaped? You're just, yeah. And I think we'll find out later because they mentioned at the end of the, uh, uh, the episode when they're talking that they'll, We'll see each other again, mm-hmm. that kind of moment. And so you hope that on down the road, uh, once you get into the story of Mandalore and the dark saber and, and all of that, that you, you end up with being able to see Grogu again and continue on. You probably won't see him for at least, I would say a couple of seasons before you get that Grogu comes back moment because, you know, he's got to go train. So, that that may be missing a little bit, right? By the way, also kind of in that same vein, the reason why um, um, Ahsoka didn't want to train Grogu was because he's got a lot of fear in him. He's he's got a lot of dark side in yep. him, which put it right up a loop's alley. He's like, no, I can use this. 
I've done this before. Right. Um, the ending where um, Den takes off his mask and he's got that heartful, heartfelt face to face with Grogu. That was my only complaint was that he'd already taken off his mask the episode before. In the episode before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of thought they'd save that for the for the finale, but I mean, I, I understood the use for it in the episode before, you know, right. with, and, and I think it was kind of showing maybe he's, he's maybe Din's kind of going away from that, uh, hardcore Mandalorian, uh, staunch, you know, aspect of the religion where you, you can never do that. Like when the other Mandalorians that he came across, took their helmets off freely and everything. And they were kind of making fun. I'm like, no, that's not how we do things anymore. Where did, you know, why right. are you still following that part of the, the part of, you know, what we're doing? And, but I think it kind of meant that kind of showed us that he's sort of loosening up in that aspect, you know, and he's maybe not so hardcore Mandalorian anymore. And he's, he's, he's kind of, you know, maybe the child, maybe grow goo made him, made him soft, you know, whatever, but he's seeing things right. a little bit differently now. And it's part of the progression of his character, uh, throughout the series, I, you know, I, I got it, but it would have been nice, like you said, for that to be the first time as as, as Grogu was leaving him for sure. That, I think that would have had more of a, a heartfelt moment, and you could you still could have done that. He took off his mask, just not shown the camera, right? He taken off his mask, and of course, you had to have that moment because that episode was more about showing the uh, you know the imperial side of it's still a normal day and these people still think they're doing good for the yeah. the underlings and the and the troops that are in it the commanders may be you know you're bent evil but average guy in stormtrooper uniform is just like just trying to not have my family be killed guys yeah. you Business know? as usual yeah so, so let me I ask you like a question i got a question yeah. for you so who uh, we'll take possession of the dark saber. Moving more, moving forward, Bogotan's just screwed, huh? Yeah. See, and actually, because it stems back to and you watched uh, a lot of the Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sabine <clears throat> tries to actually does give her the dark saber in that, and Ben gives it without a fight. And then she ends up losing it in a fight. So because of that, she can't just accept somebody giving it to her now. She's got to have have that actual win and not one that's just kind of put together where, like Den said, where he's just like, just take no, it. no, no, I yield. It's yours. You, if, Fine, you want to call it a fight? I give up. It's yours. And she couldn't accept it. And so with that, she has to try and get it back in, con- in combat, which – does mean that at some point she's going to end up being the, well, not on the side of, of Mando or not on the side of Den. She's she's going to be on a different side of this whole equation. So I, I see that kind of as, as one of the uh, uh, spots to where at the end they're going to have to try and work that out. Right. Because could be know, a, could be a plot point for season three going forward because, you know, the child's gone and he's going to be with Luke. Right. I'm sure they'll include him in some of the storylines. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that could be that and the whole Bogotan thing. That could be part of the storylines going forward with season three. That's right. And by the way, you know they had to do it because so they go into the bar situation to find the owls, right? Yeah. 
and they stand up and when they do and they start to get into a fight uh when uh boba and uh and uh saucer banks's character i forgot what her name was yeah yeah um get into the fight you knew that a wrestling move was coming <laughs> and the fact that she she lands the the ddt through the table i was like all right then okay you knew a wrestling move had to come right. uh, because I kept, I never read any credits or anything like that, but I was like, she looks damned familiar. And at that exact moment I go, Oh, it's the boss. I forgot. All right. So I knew a wrestling move was coming. I, That's pretty it had to happen at some point. So nice. Um, mix that in. By the way, I've always questioned why they're called the owls because isn't this a galaxy far, far away? Do they have owls? Well, they do, but they're different, apparently. They're not the night creatures we have on Earth. <laughs> right. Even though the mask really looks right. like yeah. an, an owl situation. So, <laughs> yeah. Good point. Um, that's one that's always kind of kind of threw me off a little bit. I'd tell you what, though. Uh, so, favorite episode in the second season, Tim? What you got? Oh, the last one. The For last sure. one? Yeah, yeah. But you know what's funny is – the last episode that I watched was my favorite one of that whole season. So, okay. So episode one, I'm like, you know, my kid, Hey, so what was your favorite? I'm like, that was the best episode I've ever seen. Then I'll see the second one. Oh my God. That was the best episode I've ever seen. I kept telling my 19 year old kid, cause he'd be a couple days behind me. I'd watch it on Friday at 9am. You know, is when I watched them all as soon as they came out. Right. And he come home from work that night. He's like, "Do you watch it?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, dude, it's the best one yet." You know, I'd say that every week, and he'd be like, "Right, you say that every week." I'm like, "Have I been wrong?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> so it took him a couple of days to watch the finale, and he's like, "Are you going to tell me this was the best?" I'm like, "Yes, just wait. You'll say it too." And sure enough, he he agreed mm-hmm. for sure. I um, you know, I wanted the last one was really, really, really good. Um, by the way, that was actually Mark Hamill that was it, standing in and saying right. those lines. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't CGI. They used a de aging software, which right. is why his face looked like uh, somebody had rubbed Vaseline on the outsides of it. <laughs> right. Because it's like a Snapchat filter. His 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 face is fatter than when he was a kid. You know. Yeah. I mean. So you've got to remove some of that. So that was that was the reason for that existence. So if you're wondering why it, it they didn't look as good as in the movies when you saw, you know, like Princess Leia or anybody like that, that they de-aged right. or just put there. Um, they they that was it was less CGI and more just use the computer to use that actual person to make them look younger. So which of course you um, could not do with Carrie Fisher when they filmed those scenes because she was gone. No. Right. Yeah. So, so with that, that's the reason for it. But as far as my favorite episode, it still has to be the one involving Ahsoka. Yeah. That, that has to be my favorite. And now don't get me wrong. I had the chills. I had the everything when Luke showed up at the very end, but my, my favorite style of episode when you get into these series is when, you see the good guys and you see the bad guys and the bad guys are flanking. The bad guys are doing this. The bad guys are preparing. And the whole time you're watching it, you go, there is no flipping way that the bad guys win. There's just, (laughs) there's just no, it's, it's, it's my favorite moments of like watching Batman versus, um, you know, a group of thugs 
that whether it's the Batman Begins at the shipyard, just that where you just know that right. they're going up against the badass. And it's it, it feels like for, you know, super nerd, it feels the same as, as watching your home team just take it to somebody else to 57 to nothing, right. something crazy like that. But it's the same kind of emotion and experience. And the fact that they took a character like Ahsoka, which, by the way, um, for the most part, during the Clone Wars, I, could, I couldn't stand. Really? I, I couldn't stand. Um, well, she was a lot younger, husband, right? I mean, her character was way, yeah, way younger. Yeah, younger and and just uh, whiny, kind of obnoxious. And, yeah, and and really just you know, you, there was a little holier than now, and there was also a little valley girl teenager, and all this just mixed in, and it just wasn't up my alley. But to see Rosario Dawson play that character, freaking hot, and basically, yes, first of all. Rosario Dawson. Right. And secondly, she's in Star Wars. Thirdly, she's a Jedi. And finally, she's looking li- like the same scene where I was talking about Batman Begins. It she she turned that character into Batman. Like, no, I don't care what you got. Flank me, do whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm going to use this lightsaber to you know right. create you a new taint. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, she. Uh... She's she's a badass. I you know I didn't I don't I don't know that much about Rosario, Rosario Dawson. I knew I know that she's hot. Um, I and I didn't know that much about Ahsoka just because I you know the cartoon. But I try to tell my right. kids like, man, she's kind of cute on the. She's cartoon cute. The kids are like, Dad, she's a kid. I'm like, well, I can't tell it's a cartoon. I'm sorry. But now she's <laughs> now she's all grown up and she's real life. And I'm like, hey, what's right. up? Just, just- just finding the next person to put that uh, headdress thing oh, on. Oh yes, let's, let's, that's got to be a new Pornhub category, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. If it hadn't happened now, it's our. It's 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 about to. It's about to. We just brought it into existence. That's genius. I, uh, it, as as far as that episode, I really liked it. The other one, of course, was the, when you first realized that Boba Fett was going to be involved. Um. Just even it, and it's 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 weird that we finally get to know that that Boba made it out of the Sarlacc and that that um, he is back and by the way going to be a new series and his character's getting its due and Slave One is flying yep. all over the place and at the same time all literally like a week or two later after you get to know all this about, about Fett, uh, the original actor passes away. Yeah. It just, that's, that is about as 2020 as, yeah. as you can get, uh, for how many things were delayed and the character finally getting its due. And even though it's been, you know, if you were a Star Wars toy collector and didn't have Slave One and Boba, you you did you weren't actually yeah, a Star Wars. You were a pretender. Toy so it was like not having Darth Vader. So because of that, just seeing that um, the Neem rockets and just well, just seeing Fett do his right. thing was was pretty awesome, and and also. He has now has a lot more tendency to make sure his armor's clean. Did you notice that? I because did. all throughout all, all throughout his time in the original trilogy, every time you looked at him, it just looked like he just got out of a battle. Yeah. So 
So, Surly, with the new the new series, um, again, spoiler, but we hope if, if this is a spoiler for you that you've already tuned out, but with the new series, uh, the book of Boba Fett, like, they're going to explain how he got out of the Sarlacc pit, right? Like, they have to explain that. You, you would think. You would think. I mean, because he went in. His rocket pack, I believe, had been lightsabered. And yeah. he had no longer control of that. Um, now, they have done a lot more since then to explain about the uh, the actual Mandalorian armor. Right. So there may be something to do in that, how he's able to claw his way out because – you know, basically nothing can get through it, even a lightsaber. Right. Um, so best scar. Yeah, the best scar. So that that has some because we didn't know that at the time right. when we were first watching that that the best scar was was something that that was amazing. So that might have something to do with it. But really and truly, just taking the time out to to recognize John Favreau. Right, dude. Right, and the the things that he's able to do. First Where did this all, come from? Is this this? I mean, he starts the MCU. They tried starting it before Favreau with with uh, the Hulk and different stuff like that to try and get it going. Yeah, and it never took. And then all of a sudden, he starts with Iron Man, and they they're like, "This is our last dish effort." effort. And it's basically uh, the the reason why a film series is carried as long as it has. And then you have J.J. Abrams telling us that the Star Wars universe, what he created, was because you can't um, please the old people and get a new audience. And then there's just John saying, hold my beer. Yeah, watch me. um, While I do this, and I do it right. Um, This guy... I mean, he, he made a movie about cooking, and it, <laughs> and it was, was good. good. It was good. It was really good. So the fact that he can do anything he wants to, and you, you, you will love it because it's amazing, and him attaching himself to this just makes if, – if you haven't already been convinced, uh, the folks at Disney, um, just let him do the movies too. Just let him do everything about it. Because you know what? He did the smart thing. Look, there's a lot of generations that are are kind of divided on this stuff. Even in comic books, there's a lot of generations that are divided on. They've seen different genres. They've seen different things um, with their their beloved whatever it is, the MCU or Star Wars or whatever. Uh, But the one thing that's, that's getting right is John has stepped in and has used some of what was created in the cartoon series that a lot of either adults watched because they were into it or the children grew up with that are now you're paying adults. These are, he's drawn from that, from, from his movies that he has to dig into the nerddom with. Right. And by doing so, he, he, he basically bridges that gap between I saw this as a kid to I saw this with my kids, right. to my kids saw this with me as adults. And so by doing so, he really brings it all together. And it's something that, that I think the rest of the, the uh, 
I guess fantasy universe that that is out there needs to recognize uh, because whether it be the popularity of the Harley Quinn character in the uh, DC universe or the the DCEU, right? Why why is she popular? Well, because she was created in the animated series that parents watched with their kids, that parents watched by themselves, that kids grew up watching, and now they expect that character to be exactly like that character. And so uh, the the you know screen portrayal of that character was perfect and matched the animated series. And if you can do that with um, with your X-Men, which, you know, the, the when the shows were, you know, movies did really well, they did a lot of that with the 90s X-Men kind of working it in there and showing homages to it. Um, you catch a lot of people going, hey, I really like that. Even though it may not be exactly comic book correct, by doing so, you bridge the gap between the old fan and the new fan. Right. So the Batman animated series, the justice league unlimited, all these cartoons along with the clone wars, uh, the star Wars rebels, all these cartoons that help satiate the fans in between the comic books, the movies and everything else. If you just take what you have and at least show enough homage to those that you keep those people coming along, you will, you will always have a pool of people that will defend whatever you're doing to the right. grave. And that is something that John Favreau has, has brought to not only star Wars, but he brought to the, uh, the MCU and creating that and making it fun and making it, uh, you know, the action worthy. There was a lot of tweaks that a lot of Marvel heads just didn't mind seeing. They just washed over it. Why? Because they were watching a really good movie. You can do that with the other universes, everybody. You can make this interesting for everybody to watch. And even your your super nerds that can normally point out when people aren't doing exactly what they should be doing, <laughs> as long as we're entertained, we'll get it because we've seen enough comic book reboots. We've seen enough uh, origin changes. We've, yeah. we've read comics to where we know that, hey, Captain Marvel is no longer Captain Marvel in the in the uh, DCEU. It's Marvel and she's a girl. And you've got Shazam that's supposed to that's now got that title. We've seen switches before. Make it entertaining. Follow the cartoons, and you'll make something that is very interesting. And keep all us old heads to watching and telling everybody about how great it is. So, well, I mean, look at me. <clears throat> I'm pushing fifty. I'm an original Star Wars junkie from a kid. We've covered that. The Mandalorian mm-hmm. is a new. It's a brand new concept. It's new. Right. A lot of new characters mixing with old characters. Dude, and I am into it more than anything. Like, that's, I live for next Friday. Now I got to wait a freaking year for Boba Fett to come out. So, but no, the way Jon Favreau is is doing that and twisting it and using everything, using old and using new, dude, he he is a genius. And yeah, Disney, by all means, just let him do the rest of this for you, okay? That way, everything's going to be consistent. Everything will be canon. And everything will make sense for all of us that are watching this crap all of the time. Yeah, just go ahead and have him sit right next to to Kevin Feige. And then anything that that you want to do, just ask John if he would do it that way. (laughs) And if he says no, then... Kevin, go ahead and not do what you were thinking to do. Even, do though, even though you blessed us with the MCU, just go ahead and do whatever John says. That 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 would be exciting. And, Never and go by wrong. the way, you, you have more stuff coming towards you, Tim. I'm going to make you watch like WandaVision and Loki <clears throat> and all those things coming up. Are those things? Those are things coming up. And right. um, it's going to uh, 
it's going to bend your brain around a little bit. It's not, it, it is because the, uh, the multiverse is coming and these TV shows are all going to set it up with all kinds of craziness. Are we going to have Completely. Thor, uh, and Loki guys who Loki is right. Thor's brother, half, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, are we going to have Thor and Loki infiltrating the star Wars universe? That if that ever happens, every nerd <laughs> in the entire universe would unite in one voice, and all of this gloriousness would stop. I mean, that would be bad, right? That would be very bad. Okay, so somehow, okay. some way, like the Asgardians of the galaxy show up to go help, uh, even though it's all you know a long time ago in a right. galaxy far, far away. First of all, keyword long time right, ago. Right. So somehow they time travel, which they've done. Before, they've done before. They, yeah, they they somehow make it into a galaxy far, far away, which they've done before. But you just don't want you just don't want Thor or anybody right. from the MCU showing up in in uh, Star Wars land. Uh, that's that starts the battle of the nerds, and then that's that's pretty much how this whole world would end. All right, I'll take your word for it. I don't know that I would like to see that, but so are you saying that we're going to have though Marvel and DC universes interacting together? Uh, if DC ever picks it up to the point that Marvel's at, you might end up might in some kind of TV series crossover get some kind of silliness like the Almagon universe, right? Which which brought you Wolverine mixed with Batman and. Um, it brought you Ghost Rider mixed with the Flash, and Captain America mixed with uh, Superman. Um, these were all things that had happened. No one liked them. Gotcha. I, even if you tried to read them, no one liked them. But uh, it'd be an alternate universe thing that I just feel sorry for the person that's cat as that's cast as uh, Nightclaw or um, uh, Super Soldier. I just. Whoever gets those castings, I feel sorry for the rest of your career because you're done. So, oh, little little bit of rumor. We'll throw the little bit of rumor in here before we, we get out of here. Um, we're starting to see a lot of rumors uh, involving the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Uh, this is kind of spinning off of the next Spider-Man movie where Doctor Strange introduces the multiverse. Uh, we're starting to hear rumors and actually something that one Kevin Feige backed up in a in a, a statement a long time ago that if he ever used any of these Sony characters that were popular, he would want to give them a like a standing ovation or one last stand uh, type of situation, which we're seeing with the Spider-Man. Um, so look to see that maybe Professor X as Patrick Stewart or James McAvoy and the rest of the uh, X-Men kind of show up during the multiverse of madness to kind of get their final bow before they introduce who they're going to have cast as the other X-Men. So, which, um, still out there, by the way, uh, the guy that's playing, uh, Moff Gideon has been rumored to be professor X for quite some time. Really? So rumored to be professor X, and also rumored to be Magneto. I'd probably rather him be Magneto because every time I see that actor, he's a uh, bad Esposito, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad guy. Giancarlo bad Esposito, guy. I believe, is his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he's a bad guy. But seeing him as, as Professor X, that might actually be be pretty exciting too. So um, 
that's the that's the rumors that are out there. Oh, one final thing. Sorry, um, I put out there on my Facebook page, but we know that Moon Knight's going to be coming to to uh, I believe it's to Hulu or maybe to Disney Plus. They're still trying to work out because they think it might be rated R series. Uh, but also involved in that, you're going to have Matthew Murdoch, Daredevil, which Charlie Cox still hasn't signed on to play it, but um, it will be the introduction of Daredevil in the Moon Knight series, followed that by his own Hulu or Disney Plus, whichever rating they give it, uh, Daredevil series before, you, and it'll be a mini series like a four parter. And then he'll work his way. The next time you'll see him will be in a future Spider-Man movie. So that is the Daredevil gauntlet as we know it right now. Need any more information? Always tune in to a Mystery Shotgun podcast. I'll have it for you. If you're looking for something before I have it up or you want to know something as I know it, uh, go to uh, my friends at Geekosity. Uh, That website will keep you up to date because Mikey Sutton is one of those guys that, well, He has more things right on his page than wrong. So if it's not one of my insiders that I get this information from, it is going to be from his mouth. So if I'm quoting him, I'll say it's from Mikey. If I'm just saying insiders that I can't talk about because they won't let me use their name, then it'll just be insiders. So that's all the tidbits that I've got. Podracer Tim, I am certainly glad that you have joined us tonight. This was fun. Good times. Next yes. time, anytime we do Star Wars, I'm going to have Podracer Tim on. And in fact, anytime I think that I just want to have Podracer Tim on just to bounce, just to see the deer in the headlights look as I talk about everything else, which he has right now. It's a lot. I I'm not going to lie. There's a, a lot. You got a lot of stuff in that head. I'm not going to lie. I have a storehouse of useless knowledge right now in the back of my brain. There is a conversation going on on why we haven't seen a Silverhawks live action movie yet. But other than that, this will be whiskey time. Whiskey. Ah! Have a good night. All right, thanks, Colby. We'll see, see you next. Time. We'll see you next week. Yeah. It's been million.